Welcome to another instalment of British Water's Thought Leadership Series, Talking on Water. We hope you enjoy your time with us. Welcome, Brian Harvey, to British Water's second Thought Leadership interview. Mm -hmm. It's really great to have you because you've got so much international experience, working on a large number and variety of global water projects. You're highly experienced in the UK market and overseas. And it's really good just to have your input and your, your thought leadership, really, on some of the key issues that are being faced, in, not only in the UK water industry, but in the global industry. So welcome and thank you very much. Uh, thanks very much for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd like to start off with Jacob's vision. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at your website. Mm -hmm. And part of your vision is we're creating solutions to deliver a more connected, sustainable world. Mm -hmm. Now, what does a more connected, sustainable world look like for mm -hmm. Jacobs? Yeah, so I, I think um, from, from my perspective, you break that statement down into two parts. Mm -hmm. There's the, the connected piece and the sustainable world piece. So connected to me means um, connecting communities, connecting clients, connecting people, connecting solutions really to and providing those solutions that that ultimately um, drive um, that, that better world work we're all all seeking you know a much more efficient world a, a, a much much more pleasant world mm -hmm. um, but but very much using the um, the, the solutions that are very off, very much offered by Jacobs um, in, in that, that solutioneering um, piece. Um, second there is is that sustainable world yeah. and and to drive that sustainability with that connection in mind you've, you've got to we've got to start thinking differently we, and, and very much within Jay because we believe there is a, a better way to some of the solutions that have, have been provided for old and, and rightly so because now mm. we're in a with in a, in a world with different technologies yeah. um, different um, challenges in terms of climate change population growth um, the geopolitics of the world and the like so um, for me it means um, really unlocking the full potential of of a company with with the skills of Jacobs mm -hmm. but in solving some of the world's um, great and some of the clients um, greatest challenges um, that, are, that currently exist great. so that's what the vision means to me great yeah. now that naturally leads on to mm -hmm. my second question around mm -hmm. sort of the global challenges mm -hmm. so what do you see are the sort of global challenges that we're addressing at the moment yeah, so or facing I should say mm, and I think I think we probably um, I'll, I'll keep that probably initially within the water context mm -hmm. and we'll probably take that a bit a bit wider as well mm. um, so um, water um, you know one of, one of those probably one of the oldest industries there is in terms of providing drinking water that people can um, that can people can use um, but fact of the matter is the world's changing and um, it, what what you believe is is the cause of that change is you know uh, is up to every individual um, there is but the, the challenge is, is changing um, and the climate's changing um, mm -hmm. weather events are becoming much more extreme mm -hmm. and more frequently mm -hmm. um, sometimes dryness sometimes um, excessive water and and our ability to deal with those those changes and that yeah. climbing, climate change um, is, is, is being impacted by the number of people on this planet. Yeah. Um, so the amount of space we've got to deal with those challenges is, is, um, is reducing, um, mm. particularly in the, in the flood situation. Um, but also in the, in the water supply situation, there's a, there's a much higher demand now um, mm. than there's ever been before. So mm. inefficiencies we could tolerate of old, mm. um, 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 the sort of the, the the less innovative solutions of old um, just don't have that space anymore. Um, yeah. we, we've got to change and we've got to respond to those new two challenges. Mm. Now, I don't think fundamentally the, you know, the, the water supply challenge or the, the water supply techniques um, have changed that much actually over the last mm -hmm. uh, number of decades. But 
we, we certainly now we need to adopt a much higher level of flexibility in our solutions yeah. than we've ever had to use in the past. And I think that's the key for me yeah. is um, that the challenges of today really do require a, a different mindset, which is going back to those, yeah. those points of old is it's all believing there's a better way. Yeah. And if you did yeah. nothing else but create increased flexibility mm. in that better way, then mm. I think um, that for me would be would be a really powerful thing. Mm. Um, but if I just take that wider thing now about mm. the sort of the, those global challenges, mm -hmm. and I think the, the, the World Economic Forum's um, risk report, really, I, I don't know if you read that, but every every year it comes out, I have a, have a quick flick through it. And you can probably um, summarize the, the risks of the World Economic Forum's risk report into five things. One is the um, uh, around geopolitics, um, the environmental changes, mm -hmm. the, obviously climate, um, economics, and so forth. But these these are the challenges we've got to address now as a as a global community. It's it's, mm -hmm. it's not just the climate change and populations. It's that wider contextual yeah. challenge, which which affects infrastructure investment, affects the solutions mm. um, that we um, we all. Um, strive to achieve. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this also sort of leads on to how sort of projects are implemented. Mm -hmm. So we we're talking about sort of um, Project 13 mm -hmm. and sort of best practice and how we can sort yeah. of take best practice in one area and then share it in another. And I just yeah. want you to, to sort of get your views on Project 13 yeah. and how you think that's been adopted in the UK mm -hmm. market. Yeah, the th thing I really love about Project 13 is that um, it, it encouraged partnership, true partnership. And mm -hmm. I think that that needs to be right at the heart of the water community because mm -hmm. many of these challenges, you can't, can't solve them on their own yeah. now. You've got you've got mm. absolutely got to bring in the, the the communities, the public sector, the private mm. sector together mm. to bring bring these solutions. Yeah. So Project Thirteen is all about creating those enterprises, those partnerships, mm. and I think um, where we've really bought into that partnership approach, and I think Anglian Water is one example, is has been a mm. sort of leader in this area. Um, where we've really bought into that partnership approach. We've, we've really unlocked the efficiency benefits. We've yeah. really started to drive some very differential solutions, but bringing the best out of people, yeah. getting rid of some of the conflict, but, but putting all that conflict energy into driving some really challenging targets, mm. which everyone's aligned to, to yeah. achieve. Yeah. So I, I see Project 13, in some instances, is going really well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the benefits to those clients and, and those, those that entire um, supply partnership mm -hmm. as being really powerful, mm -hmm. but I think it, in some instances the, the the clients really haven't adopted some of those those elements now, which is interesting because mm. we, we're seeing um, interest right from New Zealand to um, Australia mm. and through into Canada in that same concept of how mm -hmm. how do you bring out the very best of um, the the part of, of the the commercial arrangements and mm -hmm. incentivize those 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 different parties mm. um, to, to focus on the outcome solution and that okay. that so I, I really I'm a real real fan of Project 13 and and what it's trying to achieve. Mm. Do you think people actually understand Project 13 mm -hmm. enough and, on, on how it can impact uh, on projects in a mm. positive way? Yeah, I think I think it's um, the the hardest thing is it's it's a change from um, a simple scope delivery mm -hmm. um, into an outcome focused delivery. So right. it requires change on all parties' sides. So it requires a change in the procurement um, mm -hmm. strategies of, mm -hmm. of clients. It requires a change in the delivery strategies of, of suppliers because mm -hmm. we're all incentivized and all focused on, mm. on the, the combined outcomes right. of, of, a, um, of, a, of the community and the customers we're serving. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're in the midst of changing times, as mm -hmm. you know, with Brexit and the debate around legitimacy. 
Um, and obviously, um, off what our regulator is wanting water companies to do more with less. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you sort of see EP7 shaping up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wish I had a crystal ball. I could, I could <laughs> answer that with um, absolute clarity. But I'll keep it, I'll keep it a little bit, um, little bit high. I think no question that this AMP 7 period is going to be one of change. Yeah. And I think we've started to see some of that change already. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's change going on in some of the, the business case submissions through mm-hmm. you know the various responses um, mm-hmm. between Offwatt and those, those respective um, companies. Um, I think there's going to be change of suppliers. Um, so if, even if you just focus on that back to the mm-hmm. Project 13 mm-hmm. um, example, if you, those suppliers are able to engage and partner in a Project 13 way, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. um, gain traction in some areas. But I think that I, I always see the, the, the various AMP cycles as, as just a moment in time. Right. Um, the important thing is remember that after AMP 7 comes AMP 8, mm-hmm. 9, 10 and so forth. And we've got some real long-term challenges to address in the, mm-hmm. in the UK. And I'm really hopeful um, that in AMP 7 we start to address some of those challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that I mean very much the water resource um, challenges as outlined by um, the National Infrastructure Commission, yeah. the Environment Agency, DEFRA um, mm-hmm. in recent times. So there, there are some real challenges to be addressed there. And if, I hope that we start on that, that journey in AMP 7 so that mm-hmm. in, in a decade's time we've got um, a very... Um, much more resilient um, water supply system and, mm-hmm. and then hopefully a much more resilient wastewater yeah. um, system in the UK as yeah. well. And part of that piece is innovation mm-hmm. and how we can best harness innovation and bring that into the industry. Mm-hmm. And as part of that, the SMEs, who often have lots of innovative ideas but don't know how to bring them into the industry or how to showcase them or how yeah. to get them tested. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to know if you had any sort of thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so my, my definition of innovation is, is, is when you connect an idea to a client's need or, right. or provide a client's solution. So right. an idea is just an idea until a client buys it. And, and yeah. I think that's the challenge we've got to, yeah. got to address. How do we unlock those ideas that mm. are und, und, undoubtedly out there mm. into a, in a way that can really bring them into a client solutioneering or even a customer service mm. um, provision. Mm. So, um, and for me, I think we, we as, a, as an industry need to maybe just sort of step back and reflect a little bit. Mm. Um, first around how we, how we encourage innovation through the innovation hubs. This, the, from my perspective, there seems a, d- a degree of mm. um, either inconsistency or even competition at times yeah. between you know, one innovation center versus another, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one client's innovation program versus another. And we, mm-hmm. we, 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 I think we're just making it overly complex for ourselves. So yeah. we, need, we need to really there to draw, mm. draw partnership in that innovation. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the, the second thing is that is recognizing that um, we've got to do something different mm-hmm. if we want to really mm-hmm. respond to the challenges we're facing at the moment as an industry. Yeah. Um, so in that, we've got to um, really start thinking about how, how our procurement um, arrangements work for the SME, yeah. um, how, how we engage and reward that innovation. Because... Um, mm. All, all investment take is expecting return on investment. Yeah. Um, all innovation investment mm-hmm. expects that same thing. So mm. how, do, how do we unlock that um, mm. for them um, mm. so that um, all that, that great intelligence of the, of the UK SME community is really mm. brought to the fore in, in bringing solutions to customers? Mm. And how do you think Jacobs could potentially help in that space? Mm. So um, we're, we're 
I think, first of all, absolutely bought into Project 13 approach, which mm-hmm. is very much the enterprise and looking there for mm-hmm. the best solutions right. um, that are out there because we're, we're focused absolutely on the outcome. So I think that for, mm-hmm. that's a commitment, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, commitment number two is, is, is actively looking to partner um, with, mm-hmm. um, with, with those innovators that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like, like many others, we've, we've got our innovation programs, but they're very, very much driven on, on focusing on client-driven solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, not, we're not too, um, we're not, not um, encouraging the development of ideas, we're encouraging the, the, the solution. And right. for me, that's the most important um, distinction yeah. between the, yeah. um, the approaches that we, we're very much trying to respond mm. um, to, to what our clients are, mm-hmm. are after. Now, um, I'm sure SMEs watching this are thinking, so what's that mean? Mm. Well, what it means is that um, we're, we're always focused absolutely on, on that endpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's, if, if SMEs that have got a solution to a client problem could, mm-hmm. could illustrate that problem, mm-hmm. then, then that's yeah. a much easier discussion for us to have rather yeah. than um, simply another great idea because yeah. there, there are there are lots of great ideas out there. True, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And then what do you think about the sort of the global marketplace? I mean, mm-hmm. who do you sort of think is leading the way in terms of, we've spoken a lot about Singapore and, and other places, mm-hmm. and, um, and obviously there's best practice in the UK that can be taken overseas, but mm-hmm. who would you say is sort of leading the way in terms of water resource management? Yeah, I'm, I'm always impressed, impressed by the, um, the Singapore story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- and th- I think the thing that really impresses me is that, that foresight and f- the, the, that's um, been a journey really of 50 years, but mm-hmm. it's one that's created flexibility. Mm-hmm. And it's realized that there, there are uncertainties, but how do we just take out the uncertainty in terms of that, that mm. customer service or water supply service? Mm. So for me, that, that's really impressed. Some of the water companies in the UK mm-hmm. um, are absolutely at the forefront of development as well. So mm-hmm. particularly those that are thinking about um, increasing dual source supply mm-hmm. and um, are, are in, are responding to that flexibility challenge because, um, okay. like it or not, we're 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 in the UK going to be facing a, mm-hmm. um, a challenge of water, mm-hmm. and um, the, the the companies and the the level of flexibility we have will determine how well we respond to that um, yeah. that that challenge of the future. Yeah. Um, I think I think beyond that, there's there, there are lots of pros and cons. Um, some public sector owns water companies, some private sector owns mm-hmm. water companies. But the thing, the critical thing, is is long term thinking. Yeah. Um, that's if um, you can see examples of positive and negatives in, yeah. in everything we look at. But certainly, the people that succeed, the countries that succeed, are the ones that have the longer term thinking. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. So, Brian, do you have any thoughts on how AI and digitization can positively impact the water industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll probably start off answering that one by um, what is AI. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's one of those words which is used everywhere at the moment, and I think um, um, we, we just got to take that step back and think what it actually is it. Um, and I think what what it means to me is that that move away from activities which in the past have been undertaken by humans into mm-hmm. into things which now are either digital, I by compete up with by computers, or mm-hmm. we probably in the old older ways it's what we in robots um, in a way. So it's things which are. Um, are um, move from the human to something else. Mm-hmm. So within that context, therefore, what, what do we need AI to, to do? And, and I think it's those things which really we don't need a human being doing anymore. Um, mm-hmm. we, and for me, the opportunity of AI is that it unlocks the full potential of, the, of our industry and, and, the, and the human beings working in the water industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can, we can analyze much better now um, vast sums of 
data. We mm -hmm. can predict um, when things start to go wrong, yeah. not wait for them to go wrong, mm -hmm. um, just by you know, monitoring electricity signals and uh, resistance and things like that in pumps. So it, it offers phenomenal potential here for increased efficiency, mm -hmm. um, increased in, or better maintenance, asset management. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for, for, for many, it will be one an area which has one of concern it's mm -hmm. all, so how's this going to affect yeah. me yeah and I, I i always see these things as real positive opportunities to unlock personal value mm -hmm. but also unlock the, the the value we can deliver for the customer here yeah so yeah. i'm absolutely 100 percent um, behind um the, the the increase of digital solutions the increased use of um um ai um mm -hmm. type solutions but in the context of that it allows us to really unlock our domain experience and delivery experience. Mm, um, and mm. that for me is the critical thing. You've got to have all three uh, yeah. mixed together. Um, yeah. One in isolation mm. really is not going to bring best value to the customer. Yeah. And you were mentioning earlier about mm -hmm. Vasa Berlin mm -hmm. and what, how they were using AI, which yeah. was quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there they've been collecting, if I remember rightly, about 20 years of data, CCTV data. And um, there they've been um, using that data to develop an AI system which can, which can through that, that, that video, um, start to identify um, where fractures in pipes are happening. So it's mm -hmm. and, and very, very high levels of predictability mm -hmm. um, as well. So really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really positive use of mm -hmm. new technology to do something which I'm sure most mm -hmm. people would find a bit, a bit tedious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really great material there. And it's all about really sort of delivering a better service to customers, mm. which is very much about one of these sort of key off-what focus areas. Yeah, yeah. And around that is the sort of value of water mm -hmm. and how we as an industry can sort of get that message across to not only, um, you know, our sort of key stakeholders and partners, but also customers, you know, how do they understand the value of water? Mm -hmm. Because I do feel sometimes that the water industry gets quite a bit of bad press, mm -hmm. but actually there's lots of positives that are going on at the mm -hmm. moment. So I just want to get your views on the sort of value of water and how we can best sort mm -hmm. of I suppose, change or get a better balance of that sort of perception. Yeah, yeah. And it, I think it is very much perception. Mm. Um, I think um, phenomenal value is being delivered every day. And mm. if, you, if you think of what would happen if it weren't for the water industry, there would yeah. be millions of people in hospital every day yeah. with, with waterborne disease type challenges. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I can't remember who said it now, but um, I certainly remember hearing um, from um, it may have been one of the Singapore clients or the like that really we should think of ourselves as a, as a public health industry yeah. and we are, we are bringing phenomenal health through mm. supply of fresh clean drinking water mm. and mm. dealing with waste water mm. um, every single day. We're bringing that value to the, the world community. So that's, that's the, mm. the value that's being created by our industry. Mm. But the challenge now is how do you recognize that value? And yeah. easy for me to say I know, but mm. I, th I think um, um, a barrel load of water, which is roughly what we use, mm -hmm. you know, the equivalent of a barrel of oil, but a barrel of water mm. is what we use every single day mm. in as, a, as about 150 liters of water every day for mm -hmm. to meet our water needs. Mm. And, and we're getting that for roughly a pound. Mm. Um, a dollar mm. you know it's very very nominal expense mm. in mm. in the overall scheme of yeah. cost of living at the moment particularly mm. here in 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 the uk mm. um so i i personally think it's high value a high mm. value service yeah. um but we we've got to start um 
helping communities understand yeah. their part yeah. in really unlocking the value of water because yeah. it, it, there's no way we can solve all of these challenges. And I think the NIC put it really, really nicely. It's, it's a combination of mm. um, dealing with leakage, mm. um, better water management, yeah. so personal use of water, mm -hmm. and, and also creating new water supply. Yeah. And um, if, if, if we really want to unlock value, that's those are the three challenges we've got to address. Yeah. Every, and everyone's got a role to play in that. Yeah. And also there's sort of a, a piece around the sort of natural environment. So whatever mm -hmm. we're doing, mm -hmm. we're taking into consideration the natural environment. Exactly. And, and that, exactly. again, is very much the So, key. so, so important. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's, it's keeping that balance. Mm. And and the, the more flexibility of resource we've got, the mm -hmm. more balanced we can be in our response to yeah. challenges of the future. Yeah. If we've only got one tap to turn, we can mm. only turn that one tap. If we've got yeah. multiple taps to turn, as mm. I think Singapore mm -hmm. um, phrase, phrase it, um, then um, we've got much better ability to deal with all the demands on our water supply from agriculture to the environment to mm -hmm. um, to people's drinking water and, and, yeah. and industrial use and so forth. Yeah, yeah. great. So, Brian, what would you say is your call for action mm -hmm. for the water industry? Yeah, I think the first point is really reinforcing that, that value point we've just been discussing. Mm. Um, we've absolutely got to um, continue to push the value equation on the water agenda. Mm -hmm. And mm. it's not just about the value of how much we drink today, but it's the value we create in how much mm. we drink tomorrow and mm -hmm. that continuity resilience of supply yeah. of tomorrow. Yeah. So that's the first point. Now, to do that, we've got to be thinking much longer term. Mm. Um, I think our... Um, you know, there's some, been some phenomenal reports um, by NIC, Water UK, mm -hmm. um, DEFRA and the Environment Agency and so forth. And, mm -hmm. and these, these reports make it really clear mm -hmm. that we've got to do something with a longer term horizon in order yeah. to address some of these challenges. Yeah. And, um, and yet mm -hmm. we're, we're, too and we're still focused on a really short term horizon when we're, when yeah. we're planning those responses. So yeah. we've got to open our eyes to, mm -hmm. to those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that probably the last thing um, would be really unlocking the full potential of the technology mm -hmm. that's there now mm -hmm. and not doing it in a way just to drive um, out cost but so that we can unlock the the full potential of the the professionals in the water industry yeah, yeah. and to do that though we've got to really break some of the legacy barriers some mm -hmm. of the legacy approaches mm -hmm. um, that we're all too used to working in so yeah. it goes back to almost the, the jacob's vision here that we We've got to connect um, and provide that, that better sustainable mm -hmm. um, solution for the long term. And the only way you do that is by believing there is a better way, which, which I firmly do. Good. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think British Water could do? Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's sticking on that value point again. Mm. Um, not so much the value of water, but unlocking the value of the, the professional, unlocking the value of the industry. Mm -hmm. um, so it's by encouraging that change. Yeah. Um, we, we've got to mm -hmm. got to drive out wasteful activity, which which mm -hmm. take up so much energy and, and mm -hmm. divert innovation, mm -hmm. um, divert investment. Mm -hmm. um, so I think one of your excellent pieces are on the um, the the cost of a typical amp cycle. It's mm -hmm. just diverting too much mm -hmm. um, money away from the things which really count on innovation, technology, and so forth. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So one of the challenges we have in the water industry at the moment is mm. that we've got an ageing workforce, mm -hmm. there's a lack of diversity, we need to bring people through and get them trained so that all that sort of knowledge that could disappear in the next sort of 10 to 20 years mm -hmm. is not lost. Mm -hmm. um, and we were talking earlier about STEM and mm -hmm. the importance of STEM and getting people yeah. through um, mm -hmm. engineering and getting them to think about the water industry and necessarily not other sort of engineering fields. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's... Um, 
for me, is, is one of the, the critical things that we as an industry have got to address. And, and we, we Jacobs are, are really proud to be strong supporters of and, and, and have many um, STEM ambassadors uh, across the UK. So that, that commitment to the, the next generation is, is absolutely there in, in my mind. But add to that then um, this, this need for change. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got to, as you rightly say, increase the diversity. Um, we've got to, but we've got to be much more inclusive of, of the way we address some of the challenges. And so, combine STEM with, say, um, arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there, there seems to be a growing trend out there, which which are picked up recently in in relation to STEAM. So you, you okay. know, the STEM plus the A in the middle, and and that's really really important because I think if we're going to address some of the the challenges of the future, we need to be much more inclusive of mm-hmm. of some of the. Um, uh, new ways of thinking, um, yeah. things that we can learn from the natural environment, mm-hmm. um, things that we can learn, f- learn from the digital environment. And, and so therefore, we've got to have a workforce which is ready to address all of those things. Um, so STEM, really, really important, but add to that as well. Mm. Um, and f- for us really to get the best out of it, I think we've got to be even more inspirational in, in, in encouraging and talking about how we can include and get more from um, from our industry mm. um, rather than always on the back foot, um, stepping back and and responding to the challenges all the time. Yeah. And I think for me, that's that's the opportunity in the moment of now mm. is that we, we've got so much we should be proud of um, that we let's, let's engage the, lo- the, the new communities through yeah. the STEM programs and the like. Um, but let's 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 start talking more positively about all the great value that we're doing as an industry because mm. um, that I think will then start attracting everyone mm. um, into to what I've found is a really really attractive and really exciting industry for the last uh, 30 years or so. And this sort of mm. comes back onto the point about perception yeah. Um, because one of the sort of terms that came up recently mm. at an event that we had our annual mm. lunch and I love the phrase is a citizen scientist mm. wow. so you've got more sort of citizens sort of maybe or people sort of buying maybe sensors and mm-hmm. monitoring their own sort of water quality. Yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose that sort of is coming up a bit more strongly in terms of sort of customer engagement and yeah. making sure customers are satisfied. Or, mm-hmm. So how do you sort of see how the sort of citizens, citizen scientist fits in the yeah. sort of collaborative piece yeah, and partnership yeah, piece? Yeah. So I, I see that as a really positive thing. You know, mm-hmm. People, citizen scientists, and, and there's lots of other, mm-hmm. other, other, other phrases out there we can sure mm-hmm. we, can, we could use. But there's so many, so much. That that basically means energy. People mm. people want to invest their own personal time in solving this particular challenge. Mm. So I think the, the the challenge back now on us on the industry is mm. why can't we explain what the best thing they could do to help us all address some of the the water yeah. challenges? So yeah. it's all it's back to that NIC report again about mm. water management, better management um, of yeah. of our water resource. So yeah. let's provide people with the tool and and the mm. knowledge mm. Um, that they need to. To respond to that challenge of the NIC, yeah. and and that will then help us all become a much more resilient um, UK mm. you know, water industry. So that sort of fits in with the water resources management. You know, you've mm-hmm. got all these sort of regional clusters now: water yeah. resources southeast, water yeah. resources east. Mm-hmm. Making sure we're bringing in sort of the farming piece, industrial yeah. piece, um, the water companies, mm-hmm. um, supply chain. As mm-hmm. you said, you know, collaboration and partnership is very very important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, for me, I'm really really supportive of. of of those water resource um, groupings, it's, it's really nice to see that they're cross-water company boundaries, so they're not yeah. they're not focused in the same way as the um, as, as, as so many in the industry. Uh, but I, I think just one one statistic that's I think been going around for for a long time now is that if we if we don't um, 
keep the water flowing to London, as an example, and it would be the same with any other city. Mm. The the cost of drought um, um, to the city is 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 incredible. Right. It is a sort of a quantum that can pay for mm. um, new reservoirs, new water supplies in in just a short period of time. Mm. So how do we how do we really um, recognise that? Yeah, that's the true value of water is, is keeping our economy going. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. I, th I think it was a DEFRA report um, um, that, that said that it's in the order of uh, 300 million pounds a day. Yeah. That's the cost of not having a water supply to London. Right. And that's that's a very big statistic and a very big number. And that, mm. you know, going back to our value discussion earlier, that that's that's the value equation of water. Mm. It's not having it, you certainly realise what the cost is. Mm. If you've got it every day, it's almost taken for granted. Mm. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being our second thought leader. Pleasure. You said a lot of things that have resonated with me and mm -hmm. things that I've been hearing from lots of different partners and mm -hmm. stakeholders in the industry. And I think one of the things that I'm, you know, really sort of impacted me was the, the value of water and how mm -hmm. important it is for us to sort of change perceptions mm -hmm. around that. And that's one of the things that as British Water, we want to sort of help to partner with you and others to make sure that yeah. people do understand what the value of water actually is and yeah. what the benefits are of the water industry mm -hmm. um, to help sort of reshape that sort of discussion or help inform it so that there's a more sort of balanced perception in terms of what the water companies are doing, the supply chain and the other key stakeholders. So that it's not just a sort of negative perception, which sometimes I think the water industry has. Mm -hmm. So thank Absolutely. you very much. Yeah, uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.